Welcome everyone to Counter Hegemony. My name is Aaron Taus. Over the past two years, the war in Ukraine has dominated mainstream media. What is rarely discussed, however, is the question of how the war has facilitated the expansion of U.S. and global capital. In December 2022, U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell was very outspoken about U.S. interests in Ukraine. In a speech on the Senate floor, he said the following. And let's be clear, the reason that a big bipartisan majority of the American people and a big bipartisan majority in Congress support continuing to assist Ukraine is not primarily about inspiring speeches or desire to engage in philanthropy. The Ukrainian people are courageous and innocent, and they deserve our help. President Zelensky is an inspiring leader, but the most basic reasons for continuing to help Ukraine degrade and defeat the Russian invaders are cold, hard, practical American interests. McConnell was not only referring to military interests, but also to the unique business opportunities that the war in Ukraine represents for U.S. corporations and transnational capital. In 2022 alone, the excess profits of the West's five largest oil and gas companies, BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, Total and Shell, amounted to $134 billion. That's an increase of a staggering 350%. Moreover, the war has also put the arms industry in a jubilant mood. Since the Russian invasion in February 2022, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon and Northrop Grumman have seen their stocks climb and their production accelerate. Profits are up by 150%. Europe has played a crucial part in this development. EU member states have used the war in Ukraine as an excuse to increase their military budgets by an additional 200 billion euros in the coming years. So as long as the war in Ukraine drags on, big oil and gas companies and the US weapons industry will reap the profits. But there's more to it. Ukrainian resources have been in the crosshairs of global capital for many years. Ukraine is one of the world's largest producers of barley, wheat and sunflower oil. There are extensive plans to privatize the country's vast agricultural resources and hand them over to foreign multinationals. In 2020, the Zelensky government lifted a moratorium prohibiting the sale of land to foreign investors. The decision is the outcome of years of lobbying by the US State Department, the IMF and the World Bank. The Zelensky government has, however, not only facilitated Ukraine's sellout, it has also gone against the interests of the country's working majority. In March 2022, the Ukrainian parliament passed an emergency law allowing employers to suspend collective bargaining agreements. More than 70% of Ukrainian workers are now forced into a system where salaries, working hours, vacations, sick leave and benefits will no longer be negotiated collectively but individually. Capital around the world is also positioning itself for the reconstruction of Ukraine once the war is over. Over the past years, thousands of homes, schools, over those hospitals, factories, energy facilities, bridges, roads, rail tracks and seaports have been destroyed. Some estimates put the cost of rebuilding the country as high as $750 billion. This would make Ukraine the world's largest construction site. 
In November 2022, the Zelensky government sealed a deal with BlackRock, the world's largest investment fund and also the largest shareholder in the three US military contractors mentioned earlier. BlackRock will assist Ukraine in setting up and running an international investment fund for the country's recovery. In this context, it is important to note that the so-called US military and civilian assistance provided to Kiev is not for free. Ukraine is required to pay back the money, either through monetary means or by allowing US contractors to reconstruct the country, stimulating the loans back into the US. Ukraine's growing debt will thus become a powerful disciplinary tool in the hands of the US, the IMF and the World Bank in the coming years. The war, however, is not only about Ukraine. The country is currently the principal battleground in the larger conflict over the expansion of global capitalism and the extension of a transnational US-centered empire. But more on this issue another time. That does it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time.